Greetings, greetings once again to all my enemies and all my friends. It is the Weekly Worldview, and I'm your host, Doug McBurney. Welcome back. It's the show where we don't take calls. We don't tolerate sponsors, but we do help focus you. On the events of the week, through the lens of original thought, it's June 5th, Sunday, June 5th, 2022. And I'm reminded of the Tiananmen Square Massacre, June 4th, 1989. Not because I'm any big fan of democracy or any of that, but I am a a fan of human freedom and Christian liberty. And that was an opportunity for it to flourish in communist China. And it was crushed uh, by by the Chinese communist government, obviously. But uh, it was mostly crushed because by the time the students at Tiananmen stood up and cried out for their freedom, the West had already spent ourselves in decadence and corruption, and we were in no position to help. (laughs) And I know, because I was in the military at that time, and I thought for a minute that this was going to be it. I thought that for a minute. But it turns out that, uh, that the West was spent... Uh, But you know what? Before I get to any more of the horrible, shocking, catastrophically bad news that we always talk about here, I want to do one positive story right off the top. Kurt Cameron has a new movie coming out, and it's called The Homeschool Awakening. I watched the trailer for it before airtime today. It was sent to me by operatives in the Alaska Bureau here at the Weekly Worldview. And it is refreshing to see Kirk Cameron, who the left hates Kirk Cameron. Why? Uh, Because he's rich, he's white, he's good-looking, he's successful. He's married to the same girl since high school, and his kids cheer when he comes home. So the left hates him. They hate his guts. Uh, And uh, he's... He's basically documented the new reality of homeschooling. It's funny, you watch the trailer and people thought homeschooling was like a cult thing or it was only for uh, uh, introverted uh, conspiracy theorists. And to some degree, some of that was true, to some degree. But I think more people have been pushed toward that. They have more interest in... in, uh, in, in conspiracies at least well they've, they've seen so many conspiracies play out and they've uh, wanted to become more introverted as the world becomes more disgusting and shocking and despicable and obviously on the make for the minds and the bodies of their children that people are, are willing to look at homeschooling in a new light now and we thank Kurt Cameron I'll post a link up if you want to watch the trailer you can buy a ticket I would buy a ticket but I've already seen the movie I lived it, but I want to encourage those of you, if your kids are still going to the government schools, please check out the Homeschool Awakening. I'll post a link. Meanwhile, another message from the Alaska Bureau, 
Is that it for the good news? Well, listen to this. Hey, Doug, says operatives who shall remain nameless up at the Alaska Bureau. They're starting to really look into the JFK assassination now, so I could use a little favor. If the FBI shows up, would you mind telling them that I was at your place all day November 22nd, 1963? Thanks. And don't worry, it's not illegal to lie to the FBI anymore. You have followed the Sussman trial, right? That was a drum. Yeah. That's uh, not a drum roll. What's it called? Anyway, there's a name for that in uh, showbiz lingo, and I forget what it is. So it's okay to lie to the FBI now, as obviously documented there in the, in the Sussman trial. But another big story... As we were going to air, or Sheryl Sandberg is stepping down from Facebook. Shocking, isn't it? He said to his extremely attractive auto engineer. Who, who's that? Sheryl Sandberg is the girl that, uh, who's the guy at Facebook? Zuckerberg. So when Zuckerberg realized he had stumbled backwards into a billion-dollar business, he needed an adult to hire who actually knew what to do. So he hired her away from Google. And she actually built the business for him. Yeah, and he, while he married the Chinese girl and started selling America out to our enemies, Sheryl Sandberg actually built the company. So she's stepping, she built the successful business model that actually made money. So Sheryl stepping down from Facebook amidst an investigation for her activities surrounding her plans for her wedding. Now there are rumors, there are rumors that the investigation has revealed that she was possibly using company resources inappropriately for her wedding. But our sources tell us that what actually happened and the reason she has to step down is because investigators inside Facebook discovered that not only was Sheryl Sandberg planning to marry a man who identifies as a man, but they revealed that there was at least one abortion in Cheryl's past that she had failed to shout out on Facebook. And so Cheryl has to step down for not towing the company line is what it turns out to be. Gotta shout that abortion, Cheryl. And we really would appreciate it if you would get on board with the whole trans thing and stop playing footsie with men who identify as men as if that somehow can help you, Cheryl. She's going to go on to uh, promote lesbianism and abortion full-time, apparently. Uh, having All right, so we'll move on from that because... John Hinckley is about to get released. This disturbs me, so that's why I'm reporting. I'd say it's not a very big news. To, it's not very big news to most people. They seem to chuckle about it, and and uh, anyway, from the Justice File, John Hinckley, the would-be assassin of President Ronald Reagan, will receive unconditional release from prison on June 15th. Just coming right up, just in time for summer. Uh, the judge had previously said that Hinckley would be released so long as he remained on good behavior, which he has remained on good behavior. And so the man who shot the president, and, and by the way, he killed another guy. I mean, the guy didn't got, die that day. 
But Ronald Reagan's press secretary was shot in the head. He ended up disabled for the rest of his life and died at least 10 or 20 years earlier than he would have died had he not been shot in the head by this maniac. Anyway, the man who shot the president is going to be released from prison. And uh, our sources tell us that he's planning to go on tour with Neil Young, after which he plans to come out as transgender and then propose to Jodie Foster, who may or may not have already transitioned. We haven't been following Jodie's career recently, but we'll move right on from that because that's about enough of all of that. Now, I want to go because we're going to get back to Sussman and we're going to get back to uh, even John Hinckley and the ramifications of all of that and the injustice of allowing a man who shot the president to walk around among us. But to set all that up, we're going to start in the politics war file, because this is both. Maybe we'll call this the political war file. No, because this isn't political war. This is actual war and actual politics. The question asked at the American Thinker this past week, by the way, I highly recommend theamericanthinker.com, always, always thought-provoking stuff. This week, Ron Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T, Ron Wright checks in. Asking the question, who is Seth Rich? Who is Seth Rich and why was he murdered? Do you all remember back in July 2016 as we were heading into the fever pitch of the Trump versus Hillary campaign, Seth Rich was murdered. He was a Democratic operative working for the DNC. Well, Ron Wright, the writer over at the American Thinker, says that... Uh, in fact, Seth Rich was murdered, but uh, do only conspiracy theorists wonder why? And it's, it sort of has been that only conspiracy theorists... Well, the thing is, is that normal people who just wonder why this guy was murdered and no, nothing was stolen from him, shot to death in an apparent random attack on the streets of Washington, D.C., out of, outside of a very nice bar in a very nice neighborhood, and not robbed of anything, normal people wondered about it, and we were all called conspiracy theorists. Because we just wondered why. Julia, Julian Assange continues to deny that he received DNC files from the Russians. Oh, oh, the Russian files. Yes, that's right, that's right. That's what the conspiracy theorists thought. Maybe, maybe Seth Rich was the source of the leak, of the embarrassing, even criminal, election-altering files back in 2016. Do you remember the files that showed Hillary Clinton to be an even bigger creep than anybody thought? Nobody thought she was such a lowlife. It was so embarrassing. Well, <clears throat> Hillary's campaign said, no, that was the Russians. It was the Russians, those rotten, horrible, awful Russians. They hacked the DNC. They were working for Donald Trump, and Trump's an asset of Russia. The Russians, the Russians, the Russians. You remember, right? Well, last week, testimony from Robbie Mook, the campaign chair at the Clinton campaign back then, over there at the Sussman trial, formerly mentioned there by the our assets up at the uh, Alaska Bureau. Mook's testimony pretty much torpedoes the Russian collusion narrative completely. It's dead and buried, according to Ron Wright over at the American Thinker. It was the Clinton campaign that perpetuated 
the, the Russia collusion narrative. Shazam. Wow. Okay, so all of us knew that was obvious forever, but now it's been proven in court. Even the leftists can't deny it. Even the folks at Politico and the New York Times have to report that, okay, well, it's obvious that that was all made up by the Clinton campaign. Uh, as Sean Hannity would say, bought and paid for. I think he said that 8 million and 14 times since 2016. Now it's been proven in court. So, uh, by the way, after, after Seth Rich was murdered, uh, that was not long after Julian Assange had published all those embarrassing, embarrassing files that were hacked. WikiLeaks offered $20,000 uh, reward for information leading to the arrest of Rich's killer. And in response to that, the Clinton campaign blamed the Russians. It was the Russians, the Russians, the Russians. But remember, Hillary Clinton and the deep state, you remember, during the Obama administration, were quite kind to the Russians. You remember Uranium One? Do you remember that? Does anyone remember that the Clinton Foundation received $145 million from Russians after the Uranium One contract was awarded to the those rotten, horrible, awful Russians? That was a long time ago, I know. Does anyone remember that when Bill Clinton was paid a half a million dollars to give a speech in Moscow? Ron Wright over at the American Thinker remembers and he reminds us. <clears throat> but all that love from the Russians went unrequited. When someone blurted out that it must have been the Russians. It, all right, Seth Rich's body is found bled out on the sidewalk. They're asking people at the DNC what happened and somebody just said, look, the Russians. Right? Probably a spur-of-the-moment knee-jerk reply, just grabbing America's most reliable boogeyman, the Russians. They've been the reliable boogeyman since the 50s. Been scaring people since the... So it was the Russians, obviously. And then, before the 2020 election, you remember the deep state spooks, John Brennan, Clapper... They all lied. They signed a letter saying Hunter Biden's laptop was, was the Russians. So the Russians did it. It's a Russian disinformation campaign. <laughs> and then uh, Ron, right over at the American Thinker, goes on to ask, is it possible the usual suspects are covering for serious felonies committed before and after the 2016 election? Uh, he talks about how they obviously want to kill Julian Assange, which they do. And I've, you know, I've advocated for Julian Assange to be assassinated. And I'm not assassinated. I apologize. <laughs> Did I say assassinated? Well, maybe I might be for that. Depend. But uh, I think he should be executed for crimes that he committed long before any of this. But Hillary Clinton in particular and the Democrat power base and the deep state want to kill Julian Assange. Right. And think about this, folks. Since they've been blaming the Russians and Hunter Biden was on the take from the Ukrainians and the laptop and all, they need to make Russia and Ukraine impossible to search. You remember I asked a few weeks ago, is it possible that the reason Joe Biden is dragging out the war in Ukraine is to destroy evidence? Is it possible? 
Or is it possible, now that I read more into it and I hear from Mr. Wright over at The American Thinker, is it possible that they just want to make the lack of any evidence of a Russian collusion uh, immaterial? Because after all, there's a war going on. Everything's been blown up and destroyed and people have been burned and women have been raped and there's it's, it's, it's genocide. How could you possibly ask about Hunter Biden's laptop? How could you ask about the story? How could you ask about Russian collusion? Don't you see that women have been raped and all the buildings are blown up and everything's been burned to the ground? How dare you? Are you some kind of crazy conspiracy theorist? Let it all just run around your mind, rubbing down the stairs and around the corners and bouncing off the walls and the mirrors and the smoke-filled rooms and everything that's been going on with the DNC in the deep state. We don't know what happened with Russia or Ukraine because, you know, the fog of war and all of that. Let me just remind you, as uh, Ron Wright reminds us, Seth Rich reportedly was a Bernie Sanders supporter. He had IT experience. He was working for the DNC. He had access to the DNC server that was hacked. Rich most likely learned that Hillary was sandbagging Sanders. Rich was attacked and shot to death, leaving a bar in a very nice area of D.C. late at night. Nothing was taken from Rich in the robbery. And the police in Washington, D.C. have determined that some cases apparently are, you know, simply better left <clears throat> unsolved. <laughs> That's right. They say he was uh, most probably the victim of a random robbery. Uh, the only thing he was robbed of, though, was his life because his watch and his phone and his wallet and his cash was all there on his person. Now, the FBI at first denied any knowledge of Seth Rich's murder. That was back in 2016. But later, the FBI disclosed that, well, actually, we have his laptop and we've got about 20,000 pages of information in which uh, someone named Seth Rich is mentioned. So after denying in writing, the FBI denied in writing in September of 17 that they had anything on Seth. We don't even know who Seth Rich is. Seth who? <laughs> 
turns out they have 20,000 pages worth of... Uh, <clears throat> well, that's now. They admit that now. It's but, but, you know, there's a war going on. Everything's getting blown up over there. How dare you ask how many thousands of pages we have? You just don't care. You don't care about our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. Democracy and all that. So, Mr. Mr. Wright over at the American Thinker uh, closes his piece. He says, since the Obama administration, in my, in my opinion, there's been an ongoing joint venture criminal conspiracy. This conspiracy has committed many crimes against the people of the United States, including a coup. That's the stolen election. Yes, 2020. Yes, including a coup. An illegal usurpation of power by treason, mutiny, bribery, frauds, and thefts of public funds. That's right. This crime is committed by a criminal enterprise as defined in the RICO statutes under which people like Hillary Clinton should have a jacket thrown over their heads, handcuffs, and had to perp walk to the giant black SUV. Uh, Ron Wright is a detective, a retired detective from the Riverside PD in California. He's just a cop, like a cop who looks at everything and says, gee, this looks, I could figure this out. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. I want to go further. I want to go further. Is it possible that we are on the brink of war with Russia because Hillary Clinton needs to cover up killing Seth Rich? Is it possible? I'm just, I think it's possible. I mean, you could say that it's the deep state and the intelligence agencies who were responsible for actually killing Seth Rich, and it's highly unlikely that Hillary Clinton actually pulled the trigger. You know, because she doesn't get around that well anymore. She probably hasn't actually killed anyone since the early 90s. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so you could say that it's deep state operatives and all that's true, but in the end... Who is the deep state? What is the deep state? Because there was no such thing as the deep state until relatively recently. At least not so crystallized and easily recognized and malevolent against America. It just wasn't there. Until Bill and Hillary came to town in the early 90s. The deep state is Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama. The whole leftist sorority that's actually running the deep state. And they just might get us, they might, you know what? They might get us and Russia into a fight just like two guys at a bar end up getting into a fight because some drunk chick won't shut up. It's going to be like that. And then there's the destroying of the evidence. So there's the drunk chick blurting out, the Russians did it. She end up with with beer glasses flying across, beer mugs flying, and bottles breaking. But then there's the destruction of the evidence. And the thing is, uh, whatever was in Ukraine that Hunter needed to get rid of, there's a pretty good chance that's been bombed, burned, blown up. Because the Russians have bombed and burned and blown up a lot of things. But Russia, see, Russia has not been bombed, burned, and blown up yet. And maybe that's what they need. I just can't understand the obsession with going to war with Russia, who, I mean, my whole life growing up, the leftists, the communists, the so they love Russia. 
And now they're just obsessed with going to war. So anyway, that's my explanation. And, and then, of course, there is the, the pivot of civilization situation. This is from the Queering of Ukraine file. Ukrainian soldiers... Ukrainian soldiers began coming out, and I don't mean coming outside out of their, you know, where they have a, a stove to keep warm. They came out as homosexuals in greater numbers starting in 2018, um, including those deployed to fight uh, Russia in eastern Ukraine. Gay Ukrainian troops thought identifying themselves could help counter Russian propaganda. You see, the Russians were saying that it was fascists who had taken over Ukraine since 2014. And so the homos were encouraged to come out because everyone knows that homos can't be fascists. Even though half of Hitler's cabinet was a bunch of craven homosexual pervert. Oh, I know Hitler killed homosexuals. But those were only the homosexuals who were his political enemies. Uh, you know, like Ernst Rome. Eventually, once he got done with them. Uh, anyway, so uh, how could there be talk of neo-Nazis in an army that has gay-friendly units? Well, I just let you know. Anyway, gay and lesbians uh, came out without fear. Uh, oh, here's a quote from Viktor Pilipienko. He's a founder of a group called Ukrainian LGBT Soldiers. Interview with Deutsche Welle, he said, Gays and lesbians, they come out without fear now. I mean, they come out without fear except from the bombings, you know. We're still afraid of that, but we're not afraid to come out. <laughs> uh, we have Alexander and Antonina are a couple of soldiers there. They're an LGBTQ couple who are also Ukrainian soldiers. And we have a quote from Alexander. He says, the thing I'm worried about is that in case I get killed in the war, they won't allow Antonina to bury me the way I want to be buried. They would rather let my mom bury me with a priest reading silly prayers. But I am an atheist. I do not want that. So I want my transgender partner to bury me the way I want. So hold on a second now. If you're a homosexual and you end up with a transgendered partner, isn't that just a really complicated long way of going around the same? I don't know. It gets really complicated. But if you're... Can a homosexual marry a transgendered person and still claim to be a homosexual? Because haven't you come back around to, like, normal almost? No? <laughs> anyway, uh, so here's the thing, folks. The, the whole LGBTQ thing has been promoted by uh, the, 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 the puppet there in, in Ukraine, uh, the, the TV guy, the actor, the comedian, I guess. What's his name? Uh, of Volodymyr Zelensky. He's been on board with the whole queering of the world, okay? And um, Vladimir Putin is not. And so that's just one of the reasons I do not immediately assume that Vladimir Putin and Russia are my natural enemy for an actual war on the ground and all of that. Uh, Vladimir Putin is my enemy spiritually, and he's a wicked guy, and he's, they've murdered more babies in Russia possibly than America. Maybe not, but it's close. So he's my enemy in that respect in, in the same 
respect that Barack Obama is my enemy, that uh, 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 Joe Biden is my enemy, if he's even capable of of uh, of even cobbling together a thought about doing evil anymore. So, but but in an actual ground war on the ground. Ukraine, Russia, the United States, I'm just not going to automatically assume that we need to be on the side of the EU and their puppet regime in Ukraine. And I'm very sorry for all the Ukrainian people who are being killed and bombed and burned and blown up and raped and all the horrible things that go along with war. I feel terrible about that as much as I'm capable. But I do not assume that uh, I have to immediately align myself or that America should align itself <clears throat> with anyone in that war, frankly. Now, from the Queering of America file, since we've just seen the Queering of Ukraine and all of that, we have uh, the American people, according to The Federalist, the American people broadly support the new law in Florida banning teachers from talking about sex to children in third grade. Fourth grade? Oh, you know, we can talk about that. But it, if you get to third grade, Americans support it. And, by the way, they go on to say that includes a lot of people who have no problem with gay rights. <laughs> uh, note to the audience, that's not me. I have a problem with gay rights. Yeah, <laughs> so don't count me among the Americans who have no problem with gay rights. I hope I've made myself clear on that. Anyway, the Federalist says now, welcome to June. June is Pride Month. And plans at America's government schools were announced last year during Pride Month. And long gone are the simple claims for inclusion, acceptance, and self-esteem among the gays. Can't you just accept us and leave us alone? Nope. The Federalist says long gone are those days. Now June marks the start of a month Dedicated not to acceptance and inclusion and boosting our self-esteem. No. From now on, America, Pride Month is about submission. Thank you, boys. All right. So we we will not submit here at the at the weekly worldview, uh, but, but we will continue because uh, deeper into the queering of America file, and this is worse than queering America, or maybe this is the worst aspect. The United States Marine Corps marked the first day of submission month. Uh, I'm <laughs> Pride Month. 
Pride Month with an image featuring rainbow bullets. Um, that's right. The United States Marine Corps has a Twitter account, which right there, if I were the commandant, that would end immediately. <laughs> no, we're not going to have a Twitter account. We're the Marine Corps, okay? Um, anyway, uh, the Marine Corps uh, tweeted... Uh, <clears throat> so real quick, they tweeted this. The United States Marine Corps takes pride, takes hashtag pride, in recognizing and honoring the contributions of our LGBTQ service members. Unquote. That was posted to social media. <clears throat> and by the way, I just want you to notice, the Marine Corps is in the habit of honoring Marines, just so you know that, not service members. In the Marine Corps, we don't even know what that means, a service member. That's somebody who brings you lunch. <laughs> so I just wonder if any of the strung-out molesters and perverts over at the Pentagon who run the place caught the fact that someone in the Marine Corps managed to achieve at least some degree of separation from their headlong plunge into Sodom by not saying Marines. Just so, I caught it because I catch things like this. LGBTQ service members. They did not use the word Marines in association with LGBTQ. It's a small victory, but it just indicates that there might be someone over there at the uh, Marine Corps who has not yet <clears throat> submitted. All right. Meanwhile, from the politics file, the American Secretary of State is blinking. <laughs> it's Tony blinking, as a matter of fact. And he, he, he has issued he has issued an authorization to, uh, 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 let's see here, uh, an authorization to, to diplomatic outposts around the, the country. He sent a confidential cable uh, giving uh, authorization to fly the, f fly the, I can't even say it. I can't even make my word, I can't even make my mouth wrap itself around words like this. That's how despicable and distasteful they are. Tony Blinken sent a confidential cable around the world authorizing diplomatic outposts to fly the pride flag on the same flagpole as the U.S. flag. Now, this is a departure from the Trump era policy where Trump allowed them to fly the sodomite pervert flag, death of America flag. Trump allowed them to fly it, but he made them put it on a separate flagpole that became known as the fagpole. So at the embassy, you had the flagpole, and then you had the fagpole. Is that too obvious? Not even a chuckle. All right. So anyway, you don't want to even talk about flagpoles and homosexuals. You don't even want to get into any... Thing like that. So, by the way, I just want to ask. Well, wait a second. Do I want to ask that now, or do I? Let's see here. In his confidential cable uh, regarding flying the pride flag, which is the death to America flag, by the way, uh, they said you can start flying the pride flag on the same flagpole as the United, as the American flag that countless men gave their lives for. You can start flying this sodomite pervy flag starting on May 17th International Day Against Homophobia Transphobia Biphobia Any other phobias? How could you have left arachnophobia out? 
You don't like, you don't respect people who are afraid of spiders? What, just because they're not queer, you leave them out? We could have covered so many other phobias. Anyway, uh, that that's um, uh, May 17th. Just in case Pride Month isn't enough to have shoved down your throat, they've said on May 17th we will submit to the International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, Biphobia, and anyone who's arachnophobic, we just don't care. Unless you're queer, then we'll, we'll do one for you, too. Anyway, so you can fly the flag on May 17th and the entire month of June, which is Submission Month. Pride Month, they call it. Yes, uh, it's called Pride Month. Uh, it's by deviants and child molesters. Uh huh. Normal people call it June. That's yeah. But uh, deviants, perverts, child molesters—they call it Pride Month. And uh, by the way, June, just so you know, is the traditional most popular month for normal people to get married. And it's sad that I have to use the term normal people. I have to use the predicate word normal. It used to be you could just say people. But now you have to say normal people because there's so many perverts out there. You have to differentiate yourself. Yes, normal people are people formerly known as just people. (laughs) But the ranks of the abnormal have swollen to such a degree as of late as to make the delineation uh, an unfortunate necessity. That's right. Normal people get married in June. Perverts and child molesters and deviants, they call it Pride Month. All right, now finally, I have to ask the question to Mr. Blinken. The Secretary of State is Blinken. Hey, Tony, is anyone else wondering why it is that you that you found it necessary to send out a confidential cable, <laughs> right? Hey, everybody, let's send this out confidential. You know, like we used to. <laughs> you remember back when we had some shame, and we actually kept things secret from America's enemies. We used to send out these these confidential cables. Let's do that with Pride Month, just to be you know retro. It'll be so throwback, so camp. <laughs> so he sends out a confidential cable that uh, every news organization in the world is allowed to. Anyway, so whatever. There, there you go, folks. Is it any wonder that we're losing the nation? Is it any wonder that the nation that gave us the manifold blessings of liberty is being taken from us uh, violently? Uh, From there we go to the justice file. Uh, The justice file where a man indicted for murder has been charged with an additional murder while he was out on bond waiting on trial for murder. Avante Stanford, no, I'm sorry, Avante Sanford of Columbus, Ohio, was charged with fatally shooting Anton Saunders in December 2021. He was arrested and released on bond. In January, he was charged with fatally shooting James Palmer III. Um, a grand jury has now indicted the, the killer on two counts of murder and aggravated murder and aggravated robbery and having weapons while under disability. Whatever that means, don't ask. We've got a lot of people in the DA's office 
who are relying on this trial to earn a living for crying out loud. So we're just gonna we're gonna put a bunch of charges. We people get paid to write these charges up, okay? They've got children to feed. And uh, the post-millennial reports bail reform efforts have been underway in Ohio, and it's bail reform that. So this is sad. Even the post-millennial reporter uses the leftist vernacular of perplexity. Bail reform. It's not bail reform. Don't use language that does not immediately inspire a feeling of unease and discomfort with the idea, okay? Because it's not bail reform. It's the destruction of bail as we've known it that allows people out of jail so they can kill people. So to call it bail reform is slipping into that leftist mindset. And you urinalists at the post-millennial, I understand that you received your urinalism degrees from urinalism schools alongside left-wing urinalists. But you're all grown up now. You should be able to figure that out and see. And stop talking like them for crying out loud. So a murderer is in jail awaiting trial for murder. He's released not because of bail reform, but because of insane leftists hell-bent on destroying justice and destroying America. They should call it the end of bail. Or they should call it the catch and release. Something that's negative. All right, I'll move on. Now, meanwhile, while that was happening over in Ohio, meanwhile, over at the Justice File, uh, let's see, a convicted murderer, Gonzalo Lopez... Uh, Broke out of jail. Why was he alive in jail? I don't know. He shouldn't have been, but he was. And because he was, he broke out. He broke out of jail and he went on the run somewhere around May 12th. He was captured finally driving a a stolen Chevy in the San Antonio area. The cops chased him. He jumped out of the vehicle. He was shooting at the cops. They returned fire and they finally killed him. They finally killed him. Convicted murderer Gonzalo Lopez, but before they captured him, before they captured him, a family was killed by Lopez. They were from the Houston area. A family member called the cops, said, I I don't I haven't heard from my family members in a while. The cops went for a welfare check, and inside the residence they found the bodies of an adult and four minor children. Murdered by Gonzalo Lopez because he was allowed to live. You don't allow a murderer to even live. Well, we'll lock him up and keep society safe. Well, you didn't keep society safe from Gonzalo Lopez. He broke out and murdered a family because you allowed him to live. Lopez was being transported transported to Huntsville for a medical appointment because not only were we allowing him to live, we were taking care of his medical. Lopez should have been dead by the time he escaped. He was not. And because of that, there should be an enormous public outcry. And the family of these murder victims should be calling on the judge to be charged as an accessory to murder. The judge who allowed this man to live should be charged and the judge should go on trial. And if convicted, the judge should be put to death just to show people what needs to be done to get things under control around here. 
before the perverts and the maniacs uh, completely destroy the country. Let's see now. Um, you know, the goal of the next administration, since we're getting into the political season, and everybody's got a slogan. You know, out in California, the, the governor's running on, and he's going to provide abortions to everyone. Trans men, trans women, people from other planets, anybody who needs an abortion, please come to... That's his tagline. And in other states, the Republicans are running on law and order. Law and order. We're just going to run on law and order, boy. People can't, you know. When actually, the goal of the next administration should be to put Simply Safe... You've heard Simply Safe. Home Title Lock. Have you heard this one on the radio? The ads? Home Title Lock and Life Lock. I know you've heard Life Lock commercials. The goal of the next administration should be to put Simply Safe, Life Lock, and uh, the new Home Title Lock, put them all out of business by punishing criminals swiftly and severely and then reducing crime to near zero. And in doing this, the candidate could also throw this pitch out there. Folks, once we reduce crime to near zero, there will be the greatest economic windfall to the American economy since World War II. It will end the economic crisis, and we will make America great again. Worldview, and I'm your host. So you know who I am. Uh, all right. So we go to Waukesha, Wisconsin, from the Justice System file. And, and so I just want to, before I get into the Waukesha story, because this is really sad. Uh, just since the most recent shooting, the one uh, in Uvalde, Texas, that's gotten all the news, right? We've got another three people who were murdered in a church parking lot in Iowa. Let's see, just over the weekend, three dead, one, 11 shot in a Philadelphia mass murder. Uh, three dead, 14 injured so far in a Chattanooga mass murder. These are all just happening just as we go to, to air. It's kind of hard to keep up. We're not able to report on all of them. And you don't want to dedicate a show to the most recent mass shooting because by the time the show's over, there could be another one and you will be seen to have missed the. Uh... <clears throat> so um, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, the Memorial Day parade was announced last week and it was the first parade since the Christmas parade massacre in Waukesha. We all remember Daryl Brooks 
is accused of, accused of, we got him on videotape. Anyway, intentionally driving his vehicle into the Christmas parade, killing six, injuring over 60 people. Jane Kulik, Tamara Duran, Wilhelm Hospel, Leanna Owen, Virginia Sorensen, and Jackson Sparks all were killed uh, during that horrible massacre. The Washington Examiner says they lost their lives, but that's different. They were killed. They were murdered by a, a maniac. Uh, a maniac who, by the way, has pleaded not guilty to 77 counts. Uh, charges include 61 counts of first-degree reckless endangering safety, six counts of first-degree intentional homicide, six counts of hit-and-run resulting in death, two counts of felony bail jumping, and two counts of misdemeanor battery. Why so many charges? Well, justice is an industry, and, uh, you know, there are a lot of people relying on this particular trial to earn their living. They've got children to feed. You care about children, right? And now, to make it even more bizarre, the Waukesha City Council has voted unanimously to purchase $800,000 worth of vehicle barriers for events and parades. Why? Because the people in Waukesha are terrified. They've been traumatized for life because a maniac drove through their Christmas parade and killed a bunch of people. And so the, the government there has decided to install vehicle barriers and announce a new parade route. Why? They don't know what to do. They're helpless. You know, I, I don't know if they're so much helpless as they're negligent. And possibly criminally negligent. That's the people running the government from Washington, D.C. all the way to Waukesha. So now they're going to put up vehicle barriers and announce a new super secret parade route that they won't let get out there because, you know, is, we want to, they, want to, they want people to feel safe. We want you to feel safe. They don't know how to make people safe, but they know how to make people feel safe. They know how to give people the illusion of safety. To perpetuate the lie that everything's going to be okay and we can go back to life as it was before. So it's an illusion. You can't go back to the way it was before you put this bastard in the ground. There is no going back. There is no recovering from the trauma until Daryl Brooks is in the ground dead. That's when we can try to go back. But if we try to go back before then with barriers and super secret parade routes that Anthony Blinken can send out in a confidential wire, if we try to go back, you can't go back. Now you've got a trauma that, will, that these people will never recover from. And keep traumatizing the people over and over and over and over and eventually the entire civilization will come apart at the seams because everybody is traumatized and freaked out and terrified and deluded. And it's sad. That's where we are. Um, and how far down the rat hole are we? Well, we'll know next week. From San Francisco, the politics file, District Attorney Chesa Bowden, uh, the recall effort looks uh, poised to unseat the communist, the, the flagrant, in-your-face, 
anti-American, red diaper baby communist, Chesa Bodine up in uh, San Francisco. If you believe all the polls, he is going to be removed from office this coming week, this week. And the uh, political reports that the outcome of the Chesa Bodine recall will echo across midterm elections. Well, that's true. Especially if the Democrats steal it. If the Democrats steal the Chesa Bodine recall, I mean, I just don't know. I don't know how, cra- how much more crazy it can get. I mean, all bets are off, for crying out loud. <clears throat> um, if the recall in San Francisco is successful, it will be the playbook going forward for Republicans, according to uh, Ann Irwin, um, George Soros. I'm sorry, Ann Irwin. Who has who heads a, an organization called uh, George Soros? No, it's called Smart Justice. That's the organization defending Bodine in the election up there. So, Anne looks oddly like an extremely old Eastern European communist. Uh, uh, let's see, Bodine. You'll remember is a public defender of two Weather Underground members convicted of felony murder. That's right. That's because that's his mom and dad. His mom and dad were in the Weather Underground. They were convicted of felony murder because they killed uh, a a Brinks driver, an armored truck driver. They killed him. And Chesa Bodine has worked his entire adult life to get his mom and dad out of jail. Right? Right? Chesa Bodine, his mom and dad killed. They're part of the 60s hippie communists. They they actually kill an armored truck driver, and their son ends up the DA in San Francisco. It's like a bad Neil Young song, for crying out loud. Well, that's true. There's that's could just say it's like a Neil Young song. <laughs> the bad is bad is taken for granted. Um, Republicans across the country, according to Politico, are running on public safety. Betting voters will punish Democrats. (laughs) So the Republicans are running on uh, uh, public safety. The Democrats are running on George Soros money um, and the stupidity cultivated for generations in the government schools uh, for about a century. Uh, Democrats will also be running on white guilt, marijuana, election fraud, pornography, adultery, fornication. Um, chances are the Democrats win, by the way. Just so you know, chances are Chesa Bodine will not be recalled. Uh, although you just never know, because the people who plan to steal the election in San Francisco could be getting high at the time, and you just never know. The election could end up fair and square. Meanwhile, well, I already covered the three people. A man shot and killed two women in the parking lot of a church in Iowa, and almost nobody noticed. Everybody was heterosexual. Everybody was white. It was a church parking lot. It just didn't really fit a narrative. So the whole mass shooting thing, you know, well, it was only three. And, and but by the way, one of them was the killer. He killed himself. Uh, this is uh, another, according to NTD.com, uh, uh, yeah, he shot two women, turned the gun on himself, adding three more dead to the toll in a series of recent shootings that have rocked the United States. Another shooting um, this past Thursday wounded three people, I'm sorry, wounded two people attending a burial at a cemetery 
in Racine, Wisconsin. That was a gangster funeral at which uh, black people were shot at and shot. Uh, but it really didn't fit much of a narrative either, so these two stories kind of went under the radar, except here on the Weekly Worldview, where our radar is a little bit more delicate and sensitive and pick things, picks things up that other things, that other news outlets... Uh, uh, let's see. Can I can I even do any more? Do I want to do any more? It's it's. Um, <clears throat> I don't. Uh, well, let's do Christy Nolan because Christy is the Republican. She's going to be running on Law and Order. By golly, we're going to make America great again. We're not going to go for these radical extremists, the radical left. She's not radical left. Governor Christy Nolan. Uh, tweeted right there. That should be the end of the story. <laughs> she should be drummed out of office for tweeting. She's retweeting against the radical trans agenda. It's radical. Well, the trans agenda, you know, there's the transgender. That's bad. No, no, wait. It's the radical. Yeah, that's it. The radical trans agenda is bad. The regular trans agenda, you know, I, I don't have a necessarily have a problem. I'm not a mean person. <laughs> anyway, um... The radical trans, she, she tweeted <clears throat> that uh, the radical trans agenda that's in the government schools, she's against it. Why? Because Joe Biden is threatening that if she doesn't enforce the pronouns and the bathrooms and everything that's associated with this insanity, that if, if the state of South Dakota does not allow this trans demented insanity into the schools, Joe Biden's going to take away their school money. Did you people know that the federal government buys children food in the government schools? Talk about a red flag, mom and dad. Go see Kurt Cameron's movie, The Homeschool Awakening. The government, the communists are buying food for your kids in the schools. That should have been a red flag right there 50 years ago. So anyway... Christy Noam is standing up to Mr. Biden. He's not going to take away our school money. I'll take him to court. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, jo uh, uh, she's against Joe Biden's threat to take away the school lunch money. Um, so she, she says she's not going to go along with this radical trans agenda. So, so Christy, is there any other kind of trans agenda other than radical? Does it get more radical than encouraging people to insist that they're not male or female? That's radical. It's all radical, Christy. And you need to be willing to sacrifice everything to stop it. Uh, uh, the least of which would be your pathetic political career, Christy. I mean, if you want to pick a hill to die on, ladies and gentlemen, this is one. The denial of male and female biology is the end of all civilization. The insistence that we all deny it is a thousand years of darkness. Our, our progeny will be blotted out from all of history if we don't stop this. <clears throat> so she posts up a video. President Joe Biden is using the school lunch program to push his radical left-wing agenda. If we don't stop him, he's going to take food off our kids' plates. <laughs> so the food, Christy, uh, anyway. Um, 
So what you might want to ask, Christy, is how does a left-wing demagogue end up with direct influence over feeding my kids? Maybe that's the bigger issue there, Mama Bear, is that the communists are feeding our kids. Maybe Christy Noem could step back and say, you know what? Take your lunch money and shove it where the sun doesn't shine, you, you communist piece of garbage. You think we need your lunch money? Uh, you can die with your lunch money. We'll bury you with it. We're Americans. We'll feed our own kids. You can go to hell. How about that? It's a public school. What's that? It's a public school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I, uh, once again, let me thank Kirk Cameron for finally, uh, you know what it is, is that people like me crying out in the wilderness for 20 years about get your kids out of government schools, I can do it for 20 years, and Kirk Cameron can do it for 20 minutes and have more influence on more people. So I thank God for that. I thank God for that, and I pray for the rapid political demise of people like Christy Noem who don't realize that when, when, when the communists threaten to stop feeding your kids, you should stand up and say, you know what, we're going to take our kids away from you, Joe. Uncle Joe and Uncle Barry and Aunt Michelle, all of you. We're taking our kids away from you. But uh, anyway, uh, so mean, meanwhile, I, I don't know that I can do any more of this. Um, let's see here. Do I want to do... I, I can't talk about COVID. I know I have stuff about COVID, but you know what I'm going to end with? I'm going to end with a, a, a situation that uh, I think really gets to the heart of the matter. Because when you're trying to analyze the trajectory of civilization and your own life where do you fit in the universe and you struggle with the big questions of why am i here what is the meaning of my life what is the purpose so there are there are incidents that can help to direct you and point you in the right direction i had one of those the other day <clears throat> So I was walking through the room and my dog was asleep there on the floor and he wasn't really paying attention and so I said hi to the dog and I didn't really have a reason for saying hi to the dog I just said hi and so he was laying down so what does a dog do when you when you say hi for no reason he he looks at you right because he's a dog what's he got going on and then so he looks up and he he gives you that inquisitive eyebrow scrunch and the ear lift, right? Doink. And then, and then as you turn your attention casually to something else, he plunks his head back down on his paws, and he's got to be thinking, like, what was that for? What? You didn't want to feed me. You didn't want to scratch me. You didn't want to pet me. You didn't want to play with me. You didn't want to take me anywhere. Are you confused? Why were you saying hi? You got me all worked up over here. I was ready to go. Are you some kind of idiot? Are you toying with me? Maybe you've got some sort of mental disorder. Or are you just one of those needy types who needs me to look at you? What's going on with you? And then the dog closes his eyes and he goes back to sleep in happy dogland. And the nice thing about the dog is he forgets that you just interrupted him for no reason, and he forgives you completely. And then you realize that the meaning of life 
and the whole purpose for being here is to experience things like that and to be a human and to interact with God's creation and to bring glory to our creator, God. That's the meaning of life and the purpose and why we're all here. We're here to bring, to, to bring glory to God by interacting with his creation and with him. And so I'll end with that so that we all have an uplifting launch into this coming week. And I encourage everyone, uh, let's see, uh, Kirk Cameron's movie is debuting, I believe. Well, just to go to the link and you can find it. I think it's the 13th of June. Check it out. Get or keep your kids out of the government schools. Be nice to your dog. Bring glory to the creator. And should the Lord tarry, we'll return next week. Until then, I want to thank my friends at Real Science Radio and my other brother, Daryl, for making it all happen here at the Weekly Worldview Studios. Should the Lord tarry, we'll return next week. Until then, may the grace of God go with you and may the peace of Jesus Christ be upon you.